Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. So the hierarchy of needs actually correlate with the chakras. Mm-hmm. So I can see very clearly um, wh- where we need to be doing the energy work. Um, a modal- The modality that I use is called spiritual response therapy. And basically it is just in-depth, meticulous research of the subconscious using a pendulum and charts. Okay. Um, and I love it because it's efficient and my clients are high powered. They are busy. They have issues, but they don't have like, they don't have five weeks to get to the bottom of it. Um, so it lets me really get in there, understand what's going on and then use their human design moving forward in decision-making and how they're interacting with, uh, their team and their business. So some ways that it's helped, like I said, in um, I've seen people I've worked with, I, I've had clients over the last year do um, $900,000 in a weekend. Wow. Um, c- cumulatively and have come to me and said, I know the role that this played. I know how I felt before I went on stage. I know how the room felt before you did the work. And I know how the room felt after you did the work. Uh-huh. Um, I know how it, how it's worked in my business, uh, you know, hitting hitting financial walls and doing all the things and not understanding, and then just doing the energy work or looking at my human design and saying, did I respond to this, or did I just go immediately into action? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's I mean, accumulatively, it's I've my our clients have seen since applying this work over $3 million in the last, you know, year and a half, two years. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember, folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Paige, welcome to The Unmistakable Creative. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, it is really cool to have you here. So I know uh, that I was introduced to you by way of Selena Sue and that you have been a longtime listener of our show. So it's always cool when mm-hmm. the listeners become guests. So I want to start by asking you, what social group were you a part of in high school and what impact did that end up having on your life and your career and the work that you're doing today? Um, yeah. So when I think back to high school, I think that... Um, I can't remember, I, you know, they put them in categories of like the popular kids, the jocks or whatever the social uh, labels and categories are. And I never saw it that way. So it's really hard for me to look back and, and pinpoint the groups that I was in. I just know that I fit in with everybody, um, which kind of creates a, a loner mentality, really, because I never really felt that I fit in with anybody, if that makes sense. So, um, on any given day, I would feel a certain way and I would go sit, um, with the kids that were in my talented and gifted program, which is just, you know, their way of nurturing people who are creative and outwardly creative and doing things just a little bit differently. So I would hang out over there or I would hang out with my older friends and go to use my fake ID and go to the you know, the bars and things like that, um, on those weekends. And then, you know, my senior year, I hung out with, uh, the other seniors. And so really how that shaped who I am today is that it's who I've always been. And now I'm just okay with it. I don't necessarily look at it as I'm a loner, um, or that I don't fit in anywhere. It's just who I am to be able to, and have a desire to sit with people and hear their stories and just innately understand who they are on a soul and energetic level and, and not need to put them in a box or Mm -hmm. give them a label. Why do you think so many people in adult life don't feel okay with who they are? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it's because they don't know who they are. So how can they be okay with it? Yeah. Um, who they are at this point in their life is, um, is made up of what everybody around them has told them that they are. Um, especially me having grown up in a small town, people lit- immediately label you, um, And then you are that person until you decide that you aren't anymore. And most people just don't ever decide or are aware that they have a choice in um, recreating their identity or their self identity or how they self identify. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. how do you go about recreating that? Oh, well, I, I have used, I'm a systems breaker, but I also am a high fact finder. I like a lot of information. So when I wanted to understand who I was on an energetic level, on a soul level, I turned to a system. Um, I turned to the human design system. So that's really where I start with people that I work with and that I meet every single day. And I just get an understanding of who they are and how they operate on a mechanic level. 
um, in their body and how their body operates and how their aura and their energy operates. And I bring that to them. And I, for me, it was an evolution. Uh I didn't just wake up one day and say, this is who I am. Uh, This is how I know life to be. I just, it just has, you have a holy moment. You have a holy moment when you're like, this is not enough. There's something better. Something hurts. I need to know. Um, And that's really where it starts is recognizing that moment. Okay. So I want to do a deeper dive into this human design system. Yeah. uh, yeah. Because it sounds fascinating to me. Do you think that we could do sort of a practical on-air example, maybe me walking through this with you and and what it actually uh, appears like for people? Yeah. So, um, the human design is basically made up of a few different, um, a few different systems. Mm -hmm. So you have astrology, but it's not, it's not astrology. It's just based on, it's a different interpretation of the time you were born. Um, it's also quantum physics, like how energy actually moves through your body. It's, who you, where your power literally lives in your body. So if you were a client of mine, you would come to me and I would get your birth information and we would find out first and foremost, which life strategy is yours, which type that just like we have blood types, we have energetic and like auric types. There are five, there are five different types. I love systems. Um, and so, uh, we have the, we have a pure manifester. We have a pure generator we have a hybrid of the two, which is a manifesting generator. We have a projector and we have a reflector and 30% ish of the population is a generator or a manifesting generator. And that means they are the builders, the doers, they have a set amount of energy every single day. Um, and if they don't output it, they don't sleep. Um, they, they literally have a set amount and, uh, it has to be, it has to be used. Um, manifestors and projectors don't have a motor. So generators basically have a sacral motor that gives them that energy every day. Um, so they, they can't work like the typical nine to five job. And so those are usually the kids that are labeled black sheep, lazy. Um, but really they just don't, their energy doesn't work the same as our energy. It's not, it's not something that they have the same amount of every day. They have to regenerate, um, or they have to be around energetic people and absorb that energy. Uh Um, and the reflector is just wide open and, um, can feel all the things. And it's a real, like a demonstrate, you put a projector in a room and if that projector is sick, or unhappy, then you know the health, the energetic health of the room. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the, those are the five kind of, I don't want to say categories or labels sure. that people fall into, but they're the, the different types. And once you understand that, you can understand how your energy, your unique energy interacts with the world uh-huh. and you, you can meet it with less resistance and you can make correct decisions all of the time. Okay. So that raises numerous questions as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you've got these five types. I'm curious, one, how do you identify which type you are Two, Um, mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, it allows you to make decisions with less resistance. So I want to look at each type and how the decision-making, um, happens without resistance in various areas of their lives, whether it's career, whether it's relationships, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, social interaction. So can you expand on that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could do this all day. Um, so you can find your type on, you can go to jovianarchive.com. You could Google human design and you put in your uh, date of birth, time of birth, where you were born, all of the same information you would give um, an astrologer. And, but like I said, it is calculated differently and it's distributed differently. So once you do that, then we'll give you your type. And so when it comes, I call those life, it's the life strategy. So each type has a life strategy where they can move through life, making decisions, uh, correct decisions without meeting as much resistance as they probably are meeting in life. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll start with a manifester. So 
a manifester has a dense auric energy. And so when they walk in a room, your energy feels their energy and it's not the same. And you're like, I'm not sure about this person. Mm. (laughs) Something's off. Even if they didn't say anything, they just, their energy is meant to move people. It's the pharaohs. It's the natural born leaders. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's it's Danielle Laporte when she walks into a room. That's what. Yeah. You're just like, she's here. (laughs) I I have always thought that every time I've met her, I'm like the energy of a room changes when she walks into it. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be so curious to know her type. Yeah. Um, so they walk in a room and you're just like, something's up. And so when they're a child, um, they are immediately uh, contained. <laughs> like their parents are like, something's up. We have to control this. We have to, you know, they because they can just create. They are just internal creators and manifestors, basically. Uh-huh. Um, so when it comes to them, they can... Uh, they're, they can have and create anything that they want, really. Their strategy to have less resistance around what it is they're doing in their life and the decisions they make is to inform people. Because of their dense auras, they and the, the fact that people try to control them early on in life, they don't like to hear the word no. Like, I'm a part manifester and I have a guttural reaction to no. Um, so I avoid it at all costs. So I don't tell people what I'm going to do. I make decisions and I do it. And it's always correct. You know, I it always, wor- <laughs> it always works out. Why did you, why do I need to tell anybody? Um, except for it, it destabilizes the energy around you and the people around you are like, they don't know what to think of you. They can't trust you. Mm-hmm. What is she going to do next? So if you just inform people, Hey, I love you. I respect you. Um, I'm, I, this is what I think I'm going to do, even though you've, you've pretty much decided you're going to do it. You just inform them and let them know you're going to meet less resistance. Mm -hmm. You're going to stabilize the energy around you. Um, if you're manifest, okay, so I'll go into generator generator types have, um, an, a, a contracting aura. So it opens and it closes, it opens and it closes. And it's most people that you meet. Um, so you're not completely off put by them when they walk into a room, Mm -hmm. they have to respond to things. So they have a sacral motor. So if you're familiar with the chakras, the sacral is uh, right below the belly button and it's, um, kind of like a power center and it's defined and that's where their power lies, their creation power and their life source energy. And so they have the ability to know in any given moment what is correct and what is not correct. They're the only type that knows in the moment. So if somebody comes to me and is like, Paige, you should speak at this event. If I just open my mouth and let my body answer, uh-huh or uh-uh, if it's an immediate uh-huh, it's correct. And the minute I say that, or maybe an hour later, or maybe even a day later, things just start coming to me. The ideas start coming to me. I start getting guided in the right direction. I basically activated my aura to go out and make things happen, but I have to respond. So it's the difference between having an idea for a workshop, having the idea come through, you know, come through the logical brain. I'm, I'm good at human design, so I need to do a human design workshop. So I go out and I tell everybody about the human design workshop that I'm doing. I alert the news or whatever it is that you do and, um, nobody comes. But a week later, I'm out with a friend and I'm telling her about human design. And she's like, you should do a workshop. And I go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I do all the things I did before Mm -hmm. and nothing different except the whole room fills up. Okay. Because it was an, it was, it was a, I got to respond to it. The response, the actual audible, uh uh-huh, just activates the, uh, the energy to go do the heavy lifting. Okay. So, um, the other type is a manifesting generator. So if it's basically a hybrid of the two, a manifesting generator, I'm a manifesting generator, um, is they stay like the golden child, but basically, um, they, they have the feminine and masculine, they have the energy for doing, which is the generator. And then they have the magnetism of the manifester, the internal creation creator of the manifester. And so they, in order to move through life with least resistance, have to respond so they have to get a uh-huh or an uh-uh. Mm-hmm. And then they have to inform as well, which is hard. Okay. Um, to know in the moment something is correct, but still have to tell other people. And like essentially ask for permission, but not really. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's hard for them. But if they do that, they meet such less re- – I mean, things just start moving. Um, we own a juice bar. It's where I'm at right now. And um, 
I was like, we need farm to table. We need, we need pure organic and we need a distributor that is small like us, you know, uh, that works with smaller businesses and can provide local sourced things. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. You know, I responded, "Uh uh-huh. The next day somebody walks in with the exact same criteria out of nowhere, never just, it's like my energy went out and brought them in. Uh So that's how it works for them. Um, a projector, my husband is a projector. They have to be invited, which is very hard. So a projector's energy is like a lighthouse. They guide people. They, when you're with the projector, you just see yourself. They literally project all of you on a big screen so you can see like the, the infinite potential of yourself. So they are the incredible coaches and mentors and guides. Um, and they have a deep need for recognition. Sorry, there's a something going by, um, a deep, deep, deep need for recognition. Uh, but the thing is they have to be invited to provide the guidance mm-hmm. or not provide. They have to be invited to provide the guidance. So, um, they have all of this insight about people and things, but if nobody says, hey, could you tell me what you think about this? Um, let's just say they offer that information up without an invitation, they would meet a ton of resistance. People would be like, I don't know, who does this guy think he is? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. And you would just be devastated because you need the recognition. So a way for projectors to move through life is to be invited. They're going to be invited into big things like marriage career, um, and just big life events. So, uh, my husband decided one day, he's like, I would love to start a juice bar. He's a projector. And I was like, okay, why don't you just go work on the, work on some recipes and see what happens not actively move toward it. You know, mm-hmm. don't push the energy. So, uh, I don't know, a month later, somebody comes up and says, Hey, I heard that you were starting a juice bar. I have some room in my, um, my store. Could you open a kiosk and you can, maybe you could validate the idea. So he was invited in. Mm-hmm. And so it was a success. Had he gone out and just tried to make it happen, he might've met resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the reflector and like I said, the reflector is just this open, completely open auric being. So it absorbs all the energy of everybody and emotions of everybody around them. And so they are, this is 1% of the population. They have to wait an entire lunar, lunar cycle before they make a decision or a choice. They have to make sure they go through an entire entire 28 days before they make a, a decision on big things, I'd say. I don't know, it's not necessarily little things, but starting a business, going into a contract, um, entering into a relationship, a committed relationship. They need to wait 28 days um, through the lunar cycle before they make that decision. And those are the types and wow. how they, yeah, how they move. Okay, so let's talk about this idea of energy, and I, I want to look at it from a, a, two, a couple of different perspectives. Um, sure. You know, as I as I told you before we hit record, like I, you know, finally started doing work with an energy healer mm-hmm. um, this year for the first time, and I was, I'm, you know, I'm the most skeptical person in the world. Like I always say, I'm a spiritual skeptic who's curious. Um, yeah. More than anything, the only reason I did it is because I was out of morbid curiosity more than anything else. Um, <laughs> And one, you know, let's talk about, you know, what do you mean by energy and how does it affect um, our lives? Like, how does it affect the outcomes in our lives? How does it affect, Mm -hmm. you know, how we interact with other people? Uh, Because the one thing that did sell me, ironically, it wasn't, you know, the explanation of energy sold me. But then I I needed, you know, evidence that the person that I was talking to was smart. When she said (laughs) I used to work at NASA, I was like, okay, now I think you're smart. So I want to listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's physics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically it's quantum physics. Um, so basically the way I teach it is we are all, every single thing you see is energy. Um, it's, it's gross or it's refined. So gross would be just, it vibrates slower and it's just, it's denser. Um, and refined is it's faster and, you know, more refined. And so, and we are, we are more refined energy as human beings. A rock is a dense energy. So there are three levels of consciousness and our energy, um, is connected to the higher, the magnetic quantum field because everything is energy. So basically what I'm saying is everything is connected. Mm-hmm. 
And so if you're going through an experience and um, you come into the same, you come into somebody's field or the field of anything really isn't through all energetic beings, you may absorb or maintain that person or thing or feelings or um, that being's energy Mm -hmm. and, and not realize it. And so how energy can really affect you uh, is just infinite. I don't need, there's like so many ways that energy, that energy is a, it's controlling um, our lives. Um, but from a creation standpoint, and that's where I work because my clients are entrepreneurs and they're trying to create these big things in the world yeah. is um, on a, you know, conscious, a subconscious and a super conscious level. And our conscious is dictated by our subconscious and our subconscious is dictated by the superconscious um, and the energetic field. So if you're, um, let's say you want to create, you know, X amount of money, mm-hmm. um, you have got to get very clear about why you want to create that because then the next step is visualizing and seeing and hearing and feeling that. And then the next step is, can you accept that? And most people can't accept what they're trying to create um, on an energetic an emotional level because they have had an experience either throughout their life, like their actual physical this life. Mm-hmm. So they, an ex-girlfriend, a, um, a traumatic experience, and they're actually carrying that in their subconscious or because everything is energy. Mm-hmm. Um, they have maintained and accumulated experiences over many lifetimes. So that's when things get tricky is when you have entrepreneurs doing the mindset work. Yeah. You know, we've got the NLP, we've got Tony Robbins out there, we've got Neurogym and it's, the work is incredible. And then we have, you know, the body hackers that are, you know, trying to increase your energy, um, your physical energy, but nobody's really talking about the spiritual energy. And that's actually the starting point for all of this. Mm -hmm. So when you've done all the things, when you have just exhausted mindset work, when you have exhausted the physical doing and, and day to day actions that you can take and it's still not working, Mm -hmm. that's energy. That's where energy work and the spiritual side of things comes in. 
As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. How do you address the skeptics like me who mm-hmm. went in and were just like, okay, this sounds like a lot of new age nonsense? Well, I energetically have created a boundary where I don't actually, and I don't, and I don't meet a lot of like full blown skeptics anymore. Sure. Um, yeah, but uh, I would say just let's. What is something in your life that makes no sense at all? but you still think about it or it still isn't happening. You've done all of the things you hit a wall Um, in an executive or a corporate situation. It would be the sales team Mm -hmm. is just killing it. They've been killing it. And all of a sudden it stops Um, and you, you've evaluated everybody. You've come in, you've done the, you've looked at the systems and processes. You've brought in a mindset expert and something's still not working. Well, what we find is it's a, maybe it's a trust issue and it stems from the CEO. The CEO, uh, has this program that was activated by this person, um, this girlfriend five years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's still affecting their ability to trust their sales team, which is affecting their sales team's ability to trust um, their process, and that they're bringing people into a good company. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I put it in terms of their money. Yeah, is how I would do it. <laughs> okay. Um, how do you go about changing it? And uh, you know, two two questions. One: How do you go about changing mm-hmm. it? And what are the the places where you've actually seen this change in the lives of people, like from a practical standpoint? Um, because you know, I, I think you're right. Like you do get to a point where you exhaust like personal development efforts. You know, I remember like I was dealing with some personal stuff earlier this week, and and my business partner Brian said he's like, you know, he's like, I think my recommendation to you is to put a halt to all these efforts to change everything Uh, Mm -hmm. he said stop doing any personal development work and see what happens for a while because you know i got two really interesting things one was that recommendation from uh my business partner and the other was a book from a friend that said you know when you're looking at a problem by and you're trying to solve it by definition you're also focused on the problem constantly Uh, yeah so you know i'm curious one what you have to say about what i've just said to you and two you know where have you seen this actually applied in your own life and in the work of your clients where you've seen changes occur as a result of this Yeah. So, I mean, as it applies to what you just said, you've been accumulating, Mm -hmm. um, but you haven't been accessing. So you've been accumulating the information, the personal development, all the things and the hows and the things you need to do. um, And there's all the different things that you could do, but you aren't accessing the super conscious, which is the energy, the creative intelligence to just get the correct movement to get the correct action mm-hmm. um, and creating the space for that. And then what was your second question? I'm sorry. Um, you know, looking at where have you seen the actual uh, practical application of this and changes that you've seen in the results uh, of people that you've worked with? Oh, yeah. So, um, well, obviously every single day, but in, in the bigger terms of things, um, I've been uh, facilitating events. Uh-huh. And so really going in and checking um, the energy of their room, especially since they're in, you know, hotels Uh that um, are or big, big spaces that are encountering different people's energies all day long. Uh And so really taking um, really taking note of what's already going on and clearing that energy. And then they bring they bring what they're bringing to the event. So working with them and setting their energy and checking their energy every single day um, and then checking the the temperature of the room, basically, and seeing what 
first off, where do these people fall on their need? Mm-hmm. Like, they're, where are they on, like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs? And then what, what can I do energetically for them? So the hierarchy of needs actually correlate with the chakras. Mm-hmm. So I can see very clearly... Um, where we need to be doing the energy work. Um, a modal- the modality that I use is called spiritual response therapy. And basically, it is just in-depth, meticulous research of the subconscious using a pendulum and charts. Okay. Um, and I love it because it's efficient. And my clients are high-powered. They are busy. They have issues, but they don't have, like, they don't have five weeks yeah. to get to the bottom of it. Um, so it lets me really get in there, understand what's going on and then use their human design moving forward in decision-making and how they're interacting with, uh, their team and their business. So some ways that it's helped, like I said, in, um, I've seen people I've worked with, I've had clients over the last year do, um, $900,000 in a weekend. Wow. Um, cumulatively and have come to me and said, I know the role that this played. I know how I felt before I went on stage. I know how the room felt before you did the work. And I know how the room felt after you did the work. Uh Um, I know how, how it's worked in my business, uh, you know, hitting, hitting financial walls and doing all the things and not understanding. And then just doing the energy work or looking at my human design and saying, did I respond to this or did I just go immediately into action? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, it's, I mean, accumulatively it's, I've my, our clients have seen since applying this work over 300, uh, $3 million in the last, you know, year and a half, two years. Wow. Yeah, cumulatively. So that's money. What other areas of your, of, of their lives? Oh yeah, changes. Pregnancies, okay. marriages, relationships. Um, <laughs> the other day, I had a previous client go, "I think I might be pregnant," and I said, "That wouldn't be surprising." I'm like the pregnancy whisperer, um, because what happens is they they create space. Their nervous system is decompressed. Uh huh. They can have finally what they're creating. They can understand what is going on. They're less frustrated. They're less tired. If they're a projector or a manifester, they're operating and you know increments of time instead of just working nine to fives. They've created the space and they've done the healing work. Um, marriages, uh, I've helped repair them. This work has helped repair them, and then it's also helped people leave them. Okay. unhealthy relationships. Yeah. So it is, it is a part of creating uh, what I call a super life. Okay. Does our energy determine the kinds of people and the kinds of opportunities that show up in our lives? Like ones that aren't good for us or ones that do more harm than good. Yeah, absolutely. Vice versa? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I believe that we are always, attra- why, well, you know, I believe that we are always attracting, um, what we need, to attune our energy to what it is that we desire. So if you have a desire for something, uh-huh. then you're going to immediately attract things that are going to get you closer to that desire. It may not look how you prefer it to look. Does that make sense? It does. So, so I want you to expand on that. Yeah. So it could be um, an experience as opposed to the actual thing that you wanted. Okay. So, um, I wanted, one of the desires I wanted was just deeper connection or deeper love of myself. And what that came in the form of us was uh, a relationship ending. Mm-hmm. And that's not how I thought it was going to look. I sure. thought if I loved myself that it was, you know, everything was going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies. But no, it was in the, it was in the ending of a relationship that kind of catapulted me into, um, being able to receive what it is I was trying to have. Yeah. I know it sounds, it's, I talk in circles when it comes to this stuff because it's all connected. Uh-huh. Um, it's really hard to be linear, sure. but basically um, you are the creator. You're the co-creator of your life. You're not a manifester, you're a creator. So you control your experiences. Okay. So your energy is, is calling in, and is a match to whatever the energy is of the experience. Mm-hmm. 
so I mean, a, a real life example of that is you have a, your marriage isn't going well. Okay. And, um, I guess for me, my deepest shadowy thing that I worked on was feeling like a burden. Um, I just felt like my, I was just a burden. I'm not sure where that story came from. Um, I'm still digging in, you know, the depths of that, of, of that. But the thing is I was attracting all day long. I'm like, well, my husband treats me like a burden. My friends treat me like a burden. My family treats me like a burden. Well, it's because I like employed them to do that. Uh-huh. My energy, my energy was like, I need people to affirm this belief. And so it went out and made it happen. I was an energetic match to that story and to those people. Um, So whatever it is that you're trying to create, you have to make sure that you are clearing your subconscious beliefs because they're such a huge part of what you create. Basically, any experience that we have is the accumulation of our focus, like Uh you said earlier about how you're focusing on um, the problem, Uh even though you're trying to rectify it, you're actually focusing on it. And then your deepest beliefs about that topic. Uh And then even deeper than that, your previous experiences and other lifetimes or um, your parents or your grandparents' experiences around that in their lifetimes because it's it's uh, inherited through the DNA, mm-hmm. which has been proven through studies. So you've got like that when when you add focus and then deepest beliefs and you really only have control consciously over focus, then you have to understand that what you're experiencing you are creating and and it's a it's the result of your deepest beliefs. Mm. So if I'm experiencing something, I have to ask myself, okay, well, well, what is this affirming to me? What is this, what is this experience affirming to me? And that gets me one step closer to that belief Okay. and to uncovering that belief. And then that gets me one step closer to understanding, do I need an energy healing or do I need to fix this on a mind, um, a mindset level? Okay. Because if I, if I've never experienced and I can't recall at any time in my life a parent calling me a burden uh-huh. or anybody anybody even just suggesting that I was a burden, then I have to assume that it was probably inherited uh-huh. um, through you know DNA or a, a program from a past life, whatever. If you know, I don't go super deep into that. Sure. But you have to understand that it's there. If that's your experience, then you, then that's what you believe the experience was going to be on a deep, 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 deep level. That's just, that's what you expected. Okay. How do you, okay. So let's say that you, you have a desire, but you seem to be recreating something that you don't want as a byproduct yeah. of desire. Um, one, you know, you mentioned that sometimes it comes in, in, a, in a way that, you know, doesn't seem like it should, even though it's necessary for you to ultimately get to what you want. Um, so it seems to me like, you know, you have one bad thing that is ultimately the catalyst for the good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll give well, you an example. Uh, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago, like we were trying to plan a, a second event and the event bombed completely. We had to cancel it. But right after that happened, I got a book deal with a publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like, okay, I guess this is what I was meant to have happen. Not, you know, not another event. Well, what was the desired result of the event? Like, wh- it's not the event that you wanted. What What did you I, want I'm from the event? I'm pretty sure I wanted the financial upside of the event. Yeah. So that's where we have to get clear yeah. is that's where my clients start. I have like this clarity calculator and this is where we start with everything. Okay. The event is a how. Yeah. Um, what is the, on the other, you, uh, you got what you wanted. Uh-huh. Yeah, you absolutely. Um, but you probably also have this experience of it can't be that easy, right? Sure. Like I need the, I need the event to bomb and then something good to happen as <laughs> right. opposed to like something good just could just possibly happen. Like yeah. it could just go smoothly. So then, yeah. Do you see? Sure. Yeah. So, so do you um, think that, so here's another place in relationship. Do you yeah. think that you often go through a lot of wrong people to get to the right one? Yeah, and you will continue to go through wrong people if you don't stop to ask yourself what it is. But yeah, absolutely you do. You you absolutely do. So explain what do you mean you'll continue to if you don't ask what it is. I, I want you to explain yeah. that. Yeah, so if you are in a, just like I said, you know, with my husband, I was feeling like a burden. Well, when I looked at all the other relationships I was ever in, mm-hmm. I also felt that they made me feel like a burden. Okay. And so I had to ask myself, okay, um, what do I gain from 
what do I gain from being a burden? Um, I don't get to have love and, you know, I get to be stuck in this story. So what is it that you're, if you're experiencing the same thing in relationships, you have to ask yourself on what level did you expect this to happen? Why? And why did you expect it to happen? Okay. Um, what is the belief that, that, what is the deepest belief that you have that created this from this right here? So let's say that I wanted, um, I don't know. You just don't know what you want until you don't basically our whole entire life is created by wanting. Mm -hmm. We wanting is the, is how we create. That's what we came here to do as humans. So how do you know what you want if you haven't already gotten what you don't want? Right. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. it's like where we see the lack and what it is that we have. Sure. It's, so, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're attracting somebody that makes you feel a certain way, you have to ask yourself, how is it serving you to stay right where you are and to feel this way? And if it's not, you know, if it's not serving you, then, um, what is the new choice? Right. You know, like, what do you want? Because most people don't know what they want. That's mm -hmm. the problem. They just know what they don't want. Okay. And so if all, all day long is, I don't want, I don't want a guy that makes me feel like this. Yeah. All, all you're affirming is a guy that makes me feel like this, a guy that makes me feel like this. What <laughs> right. do you want? <laughs> you just focus on, you're focusing on what you don't want. What do you want? Yeah. And so that's how it's a blessing okay. is because you get to see like, okay, well, if I don't want a guy that makes me feel like this, I want a guy that that one, you can't control how they behave, but you can control your experience of it. So how do you want to experience this marriage? How do you want to feel inside of this marriage? What kind of experience do you want to have of marriage? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be with that person. It's this is what I want and choose and believe to have inside of a relationship. Okay. Um, so one thing about the wanting, you know, this is, I'm sure you've probably dug into his books. It, it's funny because I, I spent a lot of time digging into a lot of Stuart Wilde's books in the last couple of months. Um, and mm -hmm. one of the things he talks about, you know, uh, with wanting, he said, what we do is by, because we want something, we reaffirm not having it. And I'm curious yeah. what you have to say about that. And how do you, how do you deal, how do you resolve that paradox? So I would say it's a process. So I would say you have to you have to get to sufficiency. So you can want something, but I think there's a difference between want and, and greed mm -hmm. and want and lack. So you can want something and then you can ask yourself, why do I want that? Mm -hmm. And do I want the experience or the result of that? Do, or do I want it because I don't, I, I feel a lack of it in my life. Yeah. Um, it's the, why do you want um, because a lot of people want all day long because they can't have what they have. Mm -hmm. So they try to move on to the next thing and that is lack. But if you want, let's say you've gotten, you've gotten this far, like I wanted uh, a Ford edge because I've never had a new car. Mm -hmm. And so I drove around my Ford edge and then I realized, okay, so I love this. I do love this. Um, but I would really really a love to experience the next level of this as opposed to, um, I lack having a, a leather seat. Mm -hmm. I just want the experience of a leather seat. It's not, I'm choosing the lack or I'm choosing not to be in lack, I guess is my, my way of explaining that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it's just, I've never read his work. Uh -huh. So I can't say for sure. Um, but I have experienced that wanting is why I'm here. Wanting is how I, I want to be Miss Ohio, Mrs. Ohio. And then I ask myself, why do I want to be Mrs. Ohio? And, and how can I make this happen in the process of making it happen? I learned so much about myself and that's the point uh -huh. is ascension. Okay. It's that's the point of wanting is the process of getting it. Wow. And I don't think there's a lack in that. So it sounds like understanding why you want something is really critical. Oh, absolutely. You know, why people come to me and they're like, I want to fill my mastermind. Why? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to fill your mastermind? 
and that it's, it's, that's a how. And so understanding why you want it. Yeah, absolutely. Is, and then understanding who you have to be to get it and that, and the, and the process that's required to be that person, the beliefs you have to dig into and the life you have to consciously create. That's the whole point. It's, it's spiritual ascension. Truly wanting to me has always been creative and that's, that's my art. Hmm. Wow. Um, well, this has been really, really, uh, <laughs> thought provoking and, and eye opening. Like my brain hurts just from having gone through this conversation and in a good way. Uh, yeah. so I want to finish with my, my last question, which I know you've heard me ask, what do you think it is that makes somebody or something unmistakable? Mm, yeah. I was like mauling over this and, um, unmistakable. Well, from an energetic level, they own who they are. And there's just something that they will not, um, they just won't accept any less than creation, creativity. They won't accept anything less than great um, as they see it. And they call that, they call that in other people. So they call that forth in other people. Those are the, those are the people that are just unmistakable. Awesome. Uh, well, where can people find out more about you and your work? So the, you can uh, you can go to my website is thepagefiliator.com or you can go to facebook.com slash leads, and um, you can contact me either way on both of those platforms. Awesome. And for everybody listening, we will wrap the show with that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Unmistakable Creative Podcast. While you were listening, were there any moments you found fascinating, inspiring, instructive, maybe even heartwarming. Can you think of anyone, a friend or a family member who would appreciate this moment? If so, take a second and share today's episode with that one person because good ideas and messages are meant to be shared. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.